We know that prayer is important. We know praying for our kids is important. But what about teaching our kids to pray by themselves? I know for me, that has been one of the biggest challenges regarding prayer. I know how to pray for my kids, and I know how to pray with my kids, but my boys especially have been very resistant to praying on their own. So we have a special guest on the show today who is going to share with us some creative ways to help kids learn how to pray. Welcome to episode 53 of Redeeming the Chaos. I'm your host, Laurie Christine. I'm a mom of four boys, an author, a Bible teacher, and a certified biblical parenting coach. This is the podcast for moms who may feel a bit frazzled and overwhelmed by the responsibility of raising boys. If you want your boys to grow up to be strong, courageous young men who are fully committed to following Jesus, this is the show for you. I would love for you to join me on this wild, wonderful, chaotic adventure of raising courageous boys and connecting their hearts to Christ. Stephanie Thurling lives in Minnesota with her husband and three kids. She co-runs a ministry with her friend, Sarah Holmstrom, called Raising Prayerful Kids. She has her master's in youth family and culture from Fuller Theological Seminary and worked in youth ministry for several years before deciding to stay home with her kids. Steph has a passion for helping parents teach their kids how to pray, and she loves sharing easy, life-giving, and fun ways to help kids experience God through prayer. Stephanie Thurling, welcome to Redeeming the Chaos. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Well, we are excited to talk to you today and just learn a little bit about your new book that just came out this month and also how we can teach our kids to pray. So let's just start out just really basic. Why is prayer so important? Yeah, prayer is important because the Bible tells us to pray. You know, when Jesus talks about prayer, well, he models prayer a lot, which is cool, but he doesn't just model it. He also tells us to pray. And in when he teaches the Lord's Prayer, for example, or when he's talking about prayer in the Sermon on the Mount, he says, when you pray, not if you pray, or maybe sometimes when you pray, it's when you pray. It's a, it is commanded in scripture that we communicate with God. And we pray because we get to communicate with God as our friend, as our savior, we get to build a deeper relationship with him, but we also align our will to his will while we pray, which is really amazing. And that's the goal, right? So it just provides relationship and it gets us into God's will, into his word connection with the creator of the universe. It's a privilege. And we want to communicate that to our children and show show them what a privilege it is that they can talk directly to God, which is really amazing that they can go directly into God's presence and bring their request before him. And they don't have to go through a priest or a third party or anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. So I know that a lot of moms struggle with teaching their kids how to pray and actually getting their kids to pray. What do you think are some of the common roadblocks that just make it difficult to teach our kids how to pray? Well, I think a lot of adults aren't comfortable praying. You know, prayer is really vulnerable. It's, yeah. one, we have this idea of what it's supposed to be, you know, because everyone has people in their life or someone at church who's a really eloquent, beautiful prayer. And that's great. Like, I'm not saying those people are bad, but not everyone has that gift, the gift of prayer, the gift of intercession. You know, those not everyone just has big words. <laughs> but I think there's a lot of pressure that we feel like it's supposed to be that way. So I think a lot of adults feel they're not adequate in prayer and they're not equipped to pray themselves. And so if you're not comfortable doing something yourself, you can't teach your kids to do it. 
so I think that that is an issue. I think that's the main thing. I think there's also just time. You know, we have to do a lot with our kids. There's a lot of pressure on parents. We do all the things. We make all the decisions. And sometimes doing prayers with your kids or faith formation just seems like one more thing. When you're just trying to get your kids to eat something nutritious, you're not thinking about praying. You're like, just eat a vegetable before dinner, you know? So there's just so much going on. It feels like one more thing when it doesn't have to be one more thing, but it feels that way to parents, I think. I think it was on one of your blog posts. You talked about prayer is making what you're already doing more intentional. Mm -hmm. that idea of we're not just adding more things. It's not just like one more thing to do, but you're talking to God. So let's model for our kids. Maybe I know for me throughout the day, I'm often talking to God, but I never think to bring my kids into the conversation and model for them what it looks like or what I'm I'm thinking or what I'm praying. Have you seen any mistakes that parents might make in, in trying to teach their kids how to pray? What are, what are some of the, the things that you have seen or heard of parents trying to do that just were ineffective or didn't work or things like that? Yeah, I think uh, kind of like everything in parenting, there's, again, an idea of what we're supposed to do. You know, when I speak at parenting groups, I always have people t- ask me, like, how do I pray at bedtime? Because they'll have little kids. And they're like, bedtime is a disaster. It is hard to get my kids to bed and I want to pray. But then I feel like I'm just forcing them to, and then they hate it. And it it turns into this terrible moment when all I want to do is pray and have this beautiful moment. And it's just hard because bedtime's hard. So I think one of the mistakes is thinking that prayer has to take place at certain times of the day. Yes, it's really good to pray before meals. Yes, it's really good to pray before bed. But if that's not working for your family and for your kids, and it's turning prayer into a negative experience, then we need to rethink when we pray. And maybe at this season in life, that's not the best time to be praying. You know, I had one mom who was telling me her very elaborate bedtime routine. And basically she was like, my daughter is really happy in the bath. And then after the bath, we read books and she's okay then. But then we try to pray after we've sang songs. She did a whole thing. But she was like, by the time we get to prayer, she doesn't want to do it anymore. And I'm like, well, then why don't you pray in the bath? You know, like pray with her while you're in the bath. And then before bed, you can just say a blessing over her if you want to say something then, but like, don't feel like it has to be in this order. I just think we put an expectation on it when God just wants us to communicate with him. He just wants us to pray. It doesn't really matter when. And I think sometimes when we get stuck in those routines and those schedules of, well, this is the time we pray, I think sometimes it take some of the meaning out of it. Like I know for us, when we pray before meals, all the kids are hungry and it's like, okay, let's get a prayer out. God, thank you for the food. Thank you for this. Amen. Okay. And it's not a meaningful prayer and it doesn't really even model what true communication with God looks like. It's just like, oh, well, this is the thing we do. Yeah. It models a habit, which is good. I mean, it's a good habit to have. It's it's good to do that with your kids, but there can be more. It doesn't have to just end at that. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. So I know in your book, you talk about some creative ways that we can teach our kids to pray. And actually, before we do that, just tell us the name of your book, and then let's get into some of the creative ways that we can teach our kids. Yeah, our book is called Raising Prayerful Kids, and it was put out by Tyndale House Publishers just last month. There's 23 chapters of ways to pray with your kids and really creative ways. Okay, awesome. I want to talk about that a little bit more later on in the podcast, but Tell us, what are some of the ways that we can teach our kids how to pray? What are some of those creative ideas that we can that we can use? Yeah, so our book is divided into three different categories. There's prayer games, focus prayers, and contemplative prayers. 
So kind of in theory, they go from easiest to hardest. But the idea there is that there's always something, no matter where you are on your faith journey or where you are on your comfort level or where you are during your day, you can find a different way to pray with your kids. So the prayer games are just really fun and easy. And for example, our favorite, I co-wrote the book with my friend Sarah. We both love the grateful game, which you just take turns saying, thank you, God, for something. And we do it a lot in the car when we're driving. My kids sometimes get crazy in the car. They used to fight in the car. My boys, they sit next to each other and they just like can't not touch each other. So (laughs) sometimes we'll do the grateful (laughs) game and we just, I'll be like, thank you, God, for the school we get to go to. And thank you, God, for this. And then eventually we all just start praising God and thanking him. And it's, again, in the car, it's super easy. It's not anything that requires a lot of words or anything fancy, but it's a great way to praise God with your kids, no matter where you are. I was going to say that the statement about making something you're already doing more intentional, you're already in the car, you're already driving somewhere. Right. Why not use that time? And it shows them prayer can happen anywhere. You don't have to be closing your eyes and folding your hands and saying all these big words. Like you can be praising God and talking to God any time of the day, wherever you are. So I love that. Absolutely. What are some of the other games or, or fun ideas? Before dinner, we do a prayer of examine, and a prayer of examine is a fancy word, but it's really just the act of looking back through your day and kind of seeing what happened, how you felt during your day, and then seeing how God moved through that. And there's a lot of ways you can do this, but with our kids, because we're doing it with kids, it's super simple. It's just basically highs and lows of the day. So we'll say, what was the best part of your day? What was the worst part of your day? And then we add in, how did you see God today? Oh, I like that. So everyone goes around the table and has an opportunity to share. And it did take a while for my kids to understand the question of how did you see God today? But now they really get it. And then we will just end after everyone gets a turn to talk. We'll we'll end just praying for our meal and just saying, thank you, God, that you're with us in all of the moments, like the good and the bad. Like we praise you for that. And then we pray for our meal and then. Usually by the time we're done, we're actually like done eating because <laughs> it takes a while to get around the table and do it. But it's good practice listening. It's good practice reflecting on where God has been present. And you're already at the table. Yeah. You know, you're already eating. I love the question of how did you see God today? And I just had a thought I've considered before praying at the end of our meal instead of at the beginning. It's not like the food's going to rot in your stomach if you thank God for it after the meal. Because a lot of times our kids were just getting the food on the table and they're going crazy and we're just trying to get them to be quiet. And, and then it's like, okay, we have to pray. Yeah. <laughs> it's not very meaningful, but I've I've considered and then at the end of the meal, like, let's spend some time together praying or let's spend some time together thanking God for the meal that he gave us. And then yeah. and then maybe going into some of those things like highs and lows. And I God. mean, everyone's more agreeable when they have a full belly, right? <laughs> so. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we're not yelling at the kids in the middle of the prayer. Be quiet right. and sit down. We're trying to talk to God. <laughs> totally. I mean, that happens all the time. And you're like, why are we doing it this way? It doesn't have to be this way. Yeah, exactly. Was it difficult for your kids to kind of adjust to this? Or has this been something that you have done all along since they were little? Yeah. I mean, our kids have been doing this since they could talk, basically. I didn't realize what I was doing. It wasn't until I had friends asking me how to pray with their kids that I realized I was doing some unique things. Hmm. Like I had been doing 
breath prayers, which is just breathing in, taking deep breaths and pairing that with prayer and an imaginative prayer, which is telling a story as a way of prayer. So I guess I didn't really think about doing it as something unique until people started asking about it. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I'm doing some things I could probably do more and like teach people how to do this. But that doesn't mean it's always been great. This is part of our life. This is our lifestyle. This is how our family is, is our culture. But it's not that I haven't had stubborn kids who don't want to pray. My middle guy, it took a really long time to get him to pray. And I eventually stopped the bedtime trying to force him to do it. And I started memorizing the Lord's Prayer with him Mm. and kind of turned it into a game to memorize it. And then now, I mean, we started that when he was like two and a half, three maybe. Okay. Now he's seven and we still say the Lord's Prayer every night. But after we repeat it, we have a very particular order of which phrases we each say. (laughs) Oh, cool. And after we repeat it, then he he prays out loud now and he's comfortable with that. But it took him a while to get to that comfort level of doing something other than something like the Grateful Game or the Lord's Prayer. And I think that's probably one of the roadblocks that kids just don't know what to say. Like Mm -hmm. they hear adults praying and they hear adults praying at church or their parents. And it probably sounds very intimidating, especially if we're using big words and they probably just don't know the word. So I love the idea of starting with something memorized because I know a lot of people think, oh, well, you know, wrote prayers, memorized prayers. That's not sincere. That's not a real prayer. But Jesus gave a model for us to pray. Like he gave this formula almost as to how we should pray. And I think that's a great idea to start kids out with a memorized prayer and then gradually transition into adding their own thoughts and prayers. Yeah. And we have a whole bunch of memorized prayers in our Lord's Prayer chapter. And we have some options in another chapter too for more scripted prayers. And I think they're just a really good way to warm up for adults and for kids too. And it's a good way to get your family used to the idea of praying outside of mealtimes and bedtime, you know? So we have a chapter that's practicing the presence of God. And in there is like a little chart of some really simple one sentence prayers you can say as you're doing things. So again, like in the bath, it's created me a clean heart, Lord, you know, like one sentence, super easy, but all of a sudden your kids are hearing that you're praying in a different time or even just picking up toys. Like, thank you, Lord, that we have the ability to have fun and you're the God of joy. And we get all these toys, even though it's annoying to pick them all up, you know? So there are a lot of memorized scripted prayers in the book. And I think it's, they're not bad. I think they're a great place to start. I really like that. So how would you encourage, we've talked about it a little bit here, but if there's a mom listening whose kids just are very resistant to praying together, they don't want to have anything to do with prayer, how would you encourage that mom to get started with praying with their kids? Yeah. Well, first I think We've kind of talked about this, but modeling is so important. So the more you pray out loud and just make it a priority in your home, the more your kid's going to be used to it. And once they're used to it and comfortable with something, they're going to be a little more open-minded, right? So I think modeling it is a really great place to start. And then there's the balance of knowing your kids. And you don't want to push too much because you don't want to make prayer something that they 
you know, like despise because you've been nagging them to pray. <laughs> so like, sure. you don't want right. to do that. But at the same time, like our job as parents is to push our kids a little bit, right? So you kind of have to find that balance of how much do I push and how much do I step back? And part of that, I think, is thinking outside the box a little bit. And I think that's why a resource like our book is really helpful because you can look through it and be like, you know what, for my kid who's really active, maybe this type of prayer isn't working, but this will work. There's a lot of different ways if we just think outside the box and really look at how our kids learn and how they have fun and try to fit prayer into that. Instead of fitting our kids to a prayer box, like let's move prayer over to work for our kids, just like we do with school or anything else. You know, kids are unique. God made them that way. I think it's important too to to help our kids understand that prayer doesn't always have to be out loud either. We can pray in our hearts and in our minds. I remember when I was a little girl, I remember that concept. I can pray to God in my head. Like, how does that work? How does he know what I'm thinking or what I'm praying? We might get frustrated like, well, my child doesn't want to pray out loud, but we can still model that. We can still teach them. You can talk to God anytime and you can still communicate with God. He knows your thoughts. He knows what you're thinking. He knows what you're writing. I teach a Sunday school class at my church and we encourage the kids to to have like a time with God after each lesson. And we always tell the kids, this is your time that you can talk to God. And and they, there's often like something that they're writing down. And it's like, well, God, God knows what you're writing. You know, that's a prayer. You're talking to God through your words. Is that anything that you cover in the book? Maybe writing out prayers, like for older kids, writing out prayers or communicating to God that way? Yeah, we talk about that a little bit kind of woven throughout. But we do actually on our website have prayer journals that you can download for free. Oh, cool. We have a preschool version and an elementary version. And it kind of follows the model of the Lord's Prayer. And the preschool version has on each page little circles that kids can color in, like draw a picture, and then an adult can help write underneath if they dictate. And then the elementary is more writing out the prayers. And there's a section for answered prayers. And I think I am not a good journaler. I wish that I was. Everything about my personality like would make me a good journaler. <laughs> I'm not. Like, you I just, just wrote a book. I mean, <laughs> I know. I love writing. I love quiet time. I love like pretty little journals and pens. Like you would yeah. think I was really good at it. And I'm just like, <laughs> not. <laughs> but I wish that I was. And so I think it's really cool if parents help their kids to start that habit young. Tell us where our listeners can find those prayer journals. Yeah, our website is RaisingPrayerfulKids.com, and we have a resource page where if you can sign up for all of our free resources that are on there, and there's a ton of them. You can get access to the whole library of them. Oh, awesome. That's great. Yeah, I will have a link to that website in the show notes and also a link to your book, also called Raising Prayerful Kids. Yes. That's really great. So any other things from your book that you'd like to share with us. Explain a little bit about the the prayer games and the focus prayers and the contemplative prayers. What's the progression with those different kinds of prayers? Yeah, the book is, again, it's divided into those three categories, focus prayers or prayer games, focus prayers, contemplative prayers. So I really don't like the term easiest to hardest, but we haven't really figured out <laughs> a better mm. way to describe it. The book does not need to be read consecutively. Like you can p- jump around through chapters, but Prayer games in general are super easy. Like they require little to no supplies, no prep time. They're not intimidating. Really, you just like 
you can read the chapter and jump into something. A focus prayer might require a little more prep or a little more patience or trying it a few more times. And then a contemplative prayer, they're still easy. It's just that your kid might need to practice it a few times and you need to have probably lower expectations of how it's going to go because those are things like a prayer of examine because that question again, how do you see God today? just takes a while Mm. to get used to. We talk about washing feet. We talk about breath prayers, imaginative prayers, Lectio Divina, which is a prayerful reading of scripture, which can be really powerful. It's just that you have to do it. And, you know, it's, it's something that's just different for kids. So it just takes a few more times. Do you have a favorite kind of prayer or favorite activity that you do with your family? I... I mean, I we do all of them, or we have done all of them. We don't do all of them regularly. I really like, we have a nature prayer walk. And Ooh. so the idea is you're already outside with your kids, right? You're already walking to the park. You're already playing in your yard, gardening, whatever it is. Instead of just commenting on the things that are around you, you can turn it into a moment of praise and prayer as you celebrate God being the creator of the universe. I really like that we don't do as many walks to the park anymore now that my kids are older, but it's so much a part of who we are to notice God around us that my middle guy, his favorite color is orange and my daughter's favorite color is pink and my oldest is blue. And we have really beautiful sunrises. And so almost every morning it's just like, look, God painted the sky just for us. You know, like it's just, it flows from them so naturally that I just love seeing how that has become so much part of their life. I really, really like celebrating God through nature. What else are my favorites? I love the prayer of examine, the dinner time thing. It just has really changed our family dinners. It's really good practice and listening and not interrupting and encouraging each other. So like besides the prayerful benefits, it's just been really helpful for our families. And breath prayers are deep breathing. So you, and you breathe in and name for God typically, and then you exhale like a desire. So we say, Lord, give me peace a lot. And that has been a game changer for my parenting and for my kids. And I know you have you have three kids. Just tell us real briefly the genders and ages of your kids. Yep. So I have a 10-year-old boy, a 7-year-old boy, and a 6-year-old girl. Okay. Um, and I know a lot of our listeners... With your boys, I know boys are active. They have lots of energy. They sometimes have a hard time paying attention. So I love some of these activities that you've mentioned. Like, it's not just, okay, sit still, be quiet, close your eyes, fold your hands, and now we're going to pray. Because, yeah. you know, our boys are just moving. They're, they can't sit still. They can't focus. Like, that's a really difficult thing for them to do. So I love that a lot of these prayers and a lot of these activities are active. They're moving around, you know, like you're taking a walk through the woods or you're in the car already and you're just shouting out. It doesn't have to be quiet. It doesn't have to, you don't even have to have your eyes closed. So I love that. Are there any, are there any other activities that are especially geared toward active little boys perhaps? I think, I mean, a lot of them are, are, those are kind of the active ones, but a lot of them are just very hands-on. Like we talked mm. about doing a paper prayer chain where you actually like write things that you want to pray for on a strip of paper and turn it into a chain. Or we have on our website, one of the suggestions is like beach ball prayers. I do this with my Sunday school kids a lot. I don't know if you do this, but on each section of a beach ball, oh, we'll yeah. write 
like I praise you for or help me with and like throw the ball around. Yeah. And then whatever is facing you, then that's the way you pray. We also have prayer dice that we do that with. And my kids love these little, uh, they're on our website. You can download a free paper printable one, or you can purchase a wooden prayer dice. Oh, cool. And my kids love it. Like they're just sitting all over my house and they'll just randomly roll this dice. And one of the options is hallelujah. And you just shout out hallelujah and like do a little dance or something. That's awesome. I just think anything you can do that's not, even the things that are like artist prayer that are kind of crafty, not all boys are crafty and like to do art projects, but it's still just moving their hands. You know, like it's just not, yeah. like you said, sitting there and yeah. expecting them to like that. <laughs> right. Exactly. I love that so much. That is so good. I'm really excited to practice and to try out some of these different ideas with my kids because my boys have been relatively resistant to praying out loud at least like I mm-hmm. I pray for my kids I actually have a ebook on my website called confident prayers and it's teaching moms how to pray scriptures for their kids yeah and I pray with them but it's often just me praying praying over them and I'm like do you have anything you want to say no no what do you think before well nothing <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> so yeah so I like that that these are hands-on activities it's engaging and it can show them that prayer can be fun and exciting. It's not just boring. It doesn't have to be boring. Yeah. So, well, Stephanie, I love all of these ideas and tell our listeners just one more time where they can get a hold of your book and where they can get in touch with you and all of the free resources and things like that. Yeah. Our book, Raising Prayerful Kids is available on any online retailer that you prefer, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Christian Books, all, all the retailers have it. And then our website is RaisingPrayerfulKids.com. And that's where we have the library of free resources. And we have a shop with some Bible studies, the Prayer Cube, and some other things that you can purchase. And then all of our social media is also Raising Prayerful Kids. So it's very easy. One thing to remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. Any last words of encouragement for our listeners today? Yeah, I just think, you know, God gave you your kids and he gave you to your kids and you guys are partners in this life and you can learn so much from your kids and they will learn from you and God has prepared you to be the parent to your kids, especially to your boys. And we all have not so great moments. I have been not a very good mom this last week. My patience has been very low, but God is redeeming that and God is providing me with more patience. And he's given me through all my mistakes, given me amazing opportunities to talk to my kids about grace and apologize and forgive. And it's just really amazing what God can do through our parenting when we trust our kids with him. So trust your kids with God because he loves them even more than you do, even though that's really hard to imagine. (laughs) That's really great. Thank you. Well, Stephanie, it was so great chatting with you and we just really appreciate all your wisdom. And thank you for being with us on Redeeming the Chaos. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for joining me for episode 53 of Redeeming the Chaos. Please be sure to check out the show notes for this episode where you can find a blog version of this episode, as well as all of the links that we talked about today. Um, You can get a link to Stephanie's book and all of the free resources that we talked about. You can find the show notes at lauriechristine.com forward slash 53. And be sure to join us next week on Redeeming the Chaos, where we will be interviewing Leanne Mancini. 
Leanne is the host of the Raising Christian Kids podcast and also the author and producer of the Sea Kids books and TV series. So I'm looking forward to that episode next week.